0: LDB, 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 LDB,
1: LDB, LDB, Good
0: evening and welcome LDB. It's time for your favorite podcast. I am your host, Chris Schulzer, joined as always by our co-commissioner, Mr. Matthew Starr. Matt, how's everything going?
2: it's great i'm at the beach so uh on vacations so can't really complain here nice which beach uh a place that i guarantee no one has ever heard of a place called lesby maryland uh you're good. again lesby maryland no, let see it. okay it's yeah. like an hour it's like an hour and a half like straight south of dc basically on the chesapeake you getting any blue crabs um, I ate some crab. I don't know if they were blue crabs or not, but they were. it was delicious. I <laughs> love some blue crabs.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh,
2: we also have our co-host and
0: uh, current union champion, uh, Mr. Michael Becker.
1: Becker, how are you doing? Doing good. Uh, it's nice to be back. I think I missed maybe the last two episodes. Uh, I can assure you, though, I've been listening as everyone has taken a, a dim view of the tones. And I got to say, everyone is bright. So I appreciate your honesty. Um, the tones are in trouble, as you well know. We can maybe get Always. into it either on the top or somewhere in the middle of the segment. But um, I just wanted to assure you, I have been listening. It's That'll been be the great.
2: title of this week's episode. The, the tones are in trouble. The hey.
0: tones are in trouble, but I've been listening. It's, <laughs> it's evergreen. Uh, and we're also joined tonight. Uh, we're thrilled to have him. It's it's long overdue, by our co-commissioner and former host of the podcast, uh, and <laughs> Mister
3: Ian Marcus Melkin. Uh, Ian, how you doing? It's always good to return here. You know, it's like my family. <laughs> it's been a great week preparing for the pod, and uh, you know, just doing sketches with these guys again. You, you know, Ian personally,
0: I I, I got to tell you, like I owe so much to you on this because every one of the major leagues that I'm in has a podcast now and I'm about to start a work podcast. And I don't know that any of this would have happened if you hadn't had this amazing idea. So Kudos to you! Uh, on, 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 thank on you, thank happy. you.
3: I will say that uh, I'm I, I'm happy I had the idea, and I'm even more happy that you're the one that's taken it and made it into what it is today. And I'm no longer involved on a week to week basis.
0: <laughs> I, 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 it's not me though. It's it's Becker and and Star and Sean, and I, I love no, the, the crew stuff. that we've got going. But uh, nonetheless,
3: I, honestly, uh, you're the only podcast I listen to, and uh, I do enjoy it.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll take it. Um, well, there's much to catch up on, but, uh, yeah, for me, I, I've, I've just returned from Greece, um, 15th wedding anniversary it actually had me thinking like, does anyone have me beat on, on length of marriage at this point?
2: Well, Brophy was what, 2008 or nine. Yeah. Brophy was, I, I want to say, oh eight, I think. Yeah. So he, he's coming up on 14 years.
3: So then you got it by a year. Cause I, I can't think that anyone when did it, no Kane and Anton weren't married? Uh, like when I first met them. So yeah, they got,
2: they're 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 2010, I believe. I'll forget it. Star is amazing with this type of stuff. <laughs> he
3: remembers like whole months and people that I could not recall if like I had all the time in the world.
0: <laughs> so like it's one of the things I've been thinking about. Like as the league ages and continues to evolve we're we're going through these milestones right like as we're aging um i'm curious how long it's going to be until one of us has a kid that's like actively involved in the league in some way it's only a matter of time
3: at this point i kind of expected and would be disappointed if it didn't happen i mean especially as the world becomes a darker and darker place it's nice to have this uh, fake baseball oasis uh, so i think i said that at the draft Um, And then uh, there was like a half an hour discussion about each of yours nuclear preparedness, which scared me. But uh, I I, I think that's right, Chris. I I hope so. And I assume it'll be your son or daughter or anybody else uh, because you have the oldest kids. But I mean, Noah is like as tall as me. So he probably (laughs) can make decisions on, uh, you know, which... He's probably scouting for Grophy at this
2: point. <laughs> like, yeah, Chris how how old are your kids? Your your kids are the oldest by far, I think, in, in
0: the league. So, Lil, Lily and Felix just turned eleven yesterday. Okay, uh, and uh, and Jojo is going to turn six uh, this week. Okay, so oh, we, you're
2: just only. I didn't realize Jojo was that young. Okay.
0: Yeah, so we got like a little bit of a birthday season. And actually, if you don't mind my saying this, I nailed Felix's birthday present like you wouldn't believe like the kid kid loves sports and so george and i are like walking around santorini like looking for presents to bring back and uh
3: of course i said sports hotbed of course Santorini.
0: yeah there's nothing there but i'm like he only wants something with with athletics like don't get him that like you know shepherd's greek shirt like he doesn't want that he doesn't want any of like the the food items or jewelry like we're we're I'm consistently saying no, and then finally we see it. We see the the Greek Olympic basketball jersey for the Greek freak uh and uh and sent it to Felix at camp and immediately the picture starts showing him wearing it. so we did we did nail it and we that that's awesome, awesome. Um, oh you
2: you went to Greece without the kids, oh, very nice, yeah, I didn't realize
0: we, that. Fifteenth anniversary—that's the first trip George and I have taken, just the two of us. So it was pretty cool.
3: Wow! I'm hoping I'm going to definitely hope to come in under that number.
0: <laughs> well, that's actually not completely fair. We've been for like three days somewhere, but but that was a that was an eight day trip we just took. Oh, yeah, and You got
3: you got to wait till they are older, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, it was pretty rocking, uh, and I I do recommend Athens to anybody. Um, just to I think it's play.
3: awesome. I've been there a couple times and always have had a great time
0: yeah uh enough about about vacationing though i'm glad to be back um there was one bit of baseball news i wanted before we sort of get into ldb just to get your thoughts on uh this is the first time that i can remember something like this happening but with no vote no
3: I don't even know what the formal process is anymore. Uh, it's from the CBA. Uh, the CBA allows the commissioner to add two people for historical excellence, as opposed to in-year excellence. One from each league.
0: Well, I think Ian Ian uh, spilled the beans there for you, listeners, on on what I wanted to ask about. It looks like uh, Pujols and Miggy are at the All-Star game this year, and I have very mixed feelings about it. Wanted to get sort of canvas the 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 three of you on your thoughts on, on whether this is good or bad for, for, for the league.
2: I don't know. I, I, am fully in support of it. I, you know, I, I think it's, is, I don't know where Miggy is in his contract, honestly, off the top of my head, like, is he, just a lot, just the last year. Yeah, one more after this and he's going to play it. Um, this is probably Pujols last year. I would imagine. Um, I, I, I thought maybe it, would, it was the last year for both of them, but I, these guys were, legends though neither of them have been at their for in their primes for a while now but they were you know maybe the two best players in baseball you know seven eight nine years ago maybe more maybe longer than that now i can't even remember how long it's been but it's kind of cool to see have them both go kind of have them together on this farewell tour i i don't know i don't mind it i'm 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 all for it the all-star game is for fun so whatever do whatever you want I agree. It's it's a showcase. And I think it's important
1: not to lose track of that. Um, I know when Major League Baseball tried to uh, make it so that it counted and it determined who would be the home team in the World Series, might have felt a little bit differently. But I, I think it's kind of in its right place of showcasing either the best talent or uh, generational superstars who will be retiring. I mean, that's what people will remember if Albert Pujols has a great night, or is is recognized in some way. That's what people remember. I still remember in two thousand one when Cal Ripken uh, made the All Star game in Seattle, and he may not have deserved it that that year, but he was clearly about to retire. Uh, I think it's important for the fans, and it's um, it's great for baseball. Uh,
3: I I completely agree. I have no problem with it. I think. You know, as uh, Chris, as you know, I don't really like the Cardinals, but I think it's amazing that they brought Pujols back and uh I've I, I found the way that the Angels DFA'd him to be completely classless. So anything uh that he can do to like prop up a historically great player whose you know reputation has been tarnished. Um even if you you know, I and, and that's putting aside whether Pujols is a dick, which I imagine that he is. I just think that uh you just don't do that to the game. To just say, "Oh, we're DFAing you," and then he's like getting put on waivers. So I think that they had to rebuild that legacy, and I think this is another
1: good way to do it. Keep in mind, Ian, th- he had like a ten-year personal services contract with the Angels, so I I'm know. not sure how that took out at the end. But <laughs> they, get, that, well, I think it's very horrible, hard. Right? Like, like how? Um, yeah, it's
3: so bad. It's just like, um. I, I just t- I just don't see I just don't see how that could be allowed to happen.
2: Just... Oh, man, the, the thing is I, as as supportive as I am of having them in the All-Star game, I think mean, I have no problem with what the Angels did. They, you know, what like from a baseball perspective, it was the right decision and you yeah, t- know, like...
3: I don't have a problem with the fact that he was DFA'd. I have a problem with the fact that he was DFA'd without, you know, ceremony, without you know the classy goodbye like where they you know they wring their hands in the press for a couple weeks and they apologize for maybe having to do it and then when they're going to do it they say oh this is pool host night at angel stadium and we thank him and they retire his fucking jersey that night even though he does not deserve it you know all (laughs) if they did all of those things that's one thing but the way they did it i just i think it was classless
2: I guess that's fair. I I did have a fun piece of trivia I wanted to ask because I was just looking up Mickey and and Pujols' numbers. What was the last year that Albert Pujols had positive war? I'm
0: gonna go with
3: 2014 first. No, 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 2020.
2: No, okay, so it's not as far back as either of you guys thought. It actually, the answer, or Becker, Did you, do you have a guess there? Uh, it was 2012, 2012. 2012. Okay. So it's not as, it's not as far back as, as anyone thinks. It's actually 2016. Um, he, he, he put up positive war, though not much war.
3: Oh, positive war is, you know, he hit a lot of home. Right. 2012 was like his last
2: good year, but he continued to put up positive war for 2016 was his last, the last year he put up positive war, but he had about, uh, about five total war between 2013 and 2016. So he was averaging like, you know. I mean, he
3: was terrible. It's just, I just think
2: he was so great before. Like, what
3: if you were if you were an aging star, like why, or uh, going for his last contract, why would you ever
2: choose the angels after that? Yeah, that that's a fair point. Well, cause they're probably gonna pay the most money. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna go with whoever's gonna pay the most money probably. Yeah, so,
0: you know, it's funny, like, having absolutely loved watching him as I was growing up, you know, just watching the Cardinals and enjoying that. Cause that was college years and post-college years. I, I appreciated the nickname, the machine, but I had a, a private nickname for him, which was Tyrannosaurus Rex <laughs>
3: because
0: uh, you know, and, and Georgia knows that because like nobody fucking uh, takes on the Tyrannosaurus Rex. You just run. Uh, and and that's what it felt like for a stretch there. And I, I remember I was at two different games that that Pujols at three home runs, um, one at Shea, um, and then I think one at Fenway, uh, and it was it just like really, really, really fun watching him when when he got hot. And uh, the the other thing that makes me a little sad is that the the World Series against the the Rangers in in 2011, we'll all remember that Game Six where David Freeze put the team on his back, Lance Berkman again, you know, two strikes, that whole nine thing, but. Pools, really? I, I well I do, but Pools carried the team, uh, with a three homer game, uh, in I think it was game four that was a, a critical game for the Cardinals to win just to get them to that point. So he had his fingerprints over all the Cardinals' success in the last twenty years, and uh, I'll miss him. But I but I, I think I'm 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 the one out of the four of us who does not love this. I I think I'd feel differently if he was the player manager, like if he was on headset the whole game. And he was the player manager, but he wasn't actually going to play. That'd be kind of cool. I think that would be a good way to handle it. Um, but I don't really want to see somebody groove him a fastball and watch him like try to you know, barely get it over the wall. I, I don't think that's going to be good TV. We're all going to know it's fake if it happens. Uh, and we know that someone's going to try. And I don't know. Um, I guess I'm alone in this. But anyway, uh, enough on the All-Star game. Um, Ian and, and Matt, though, will you guys walk us through some of the league changes that we should be having our eyes out for just as we get towards our trade deadline here? I mean, tonight, Sunday, we're wrapping up week, is it 12 or 13? I think it's uh 13, Thirteen. Right? 13. Yeah, so we've got to be coming up on the trade deadline pretty soon here, yeah?
3: I'll just say briefly, you know, the trade deadline this year is on Tuesday, July twenty uh, six, I'll send an email out about this tonight, but basically when we voted in the off season to, to deal with the slight delay from the CBA bargaining, we decided to shorten week 15 and 16 and the rules state that the trade deadline is the end of week 15, which I'm not really interested, I think in debating whether we should change. (laughs) I don't know about you, Matt, but, uh, no, so, uh, you'll get an email, but, uh, on Tuesday, uh, um, two weeks from now. So two weeks from Tuesday is the trade deadline.
2: And, and just just for clarity, a reminder as to what we did. So normally the week after the All Star break is a long week. It's usually a you know a ten day or eleven day long week. Like like week one is this year because of the schedules we had to we we instead created two short weeks. We essentially have basically two five day weeks. Uh, that we've broken that up, and that's how we decided to play this out after the All Star, uh, after the All Star game. And so, yeah, so the trade deadline, which typically falls at the end of that long week, is instead in the middle of you know in the middle of the two short weeks, basically at the end of the first short week. So, is there an LDB All
1: Star game this year?
2: Uh, I yeah. think I think there there yeah. will be. I think should do, do should we do we have to make an I think we have to make an official announcement. So yeah, yeah there will be an All Star game, of course. I want to manage that. Yeah, All you. Right. You and you will
1: because you I don't do. want to calculate stats, but I'd love to pick some players. No, I'm sure
3: Matt will help you, but you are the manager. You're the defending union champ, Mr. Manager to you, Mr. Manager, Big Boss Man. <laughs> yeah, you can you can
0: match wits with Brophy uh, and try to get your revenge. Uh, I look forward to that as well. I, I actually always really enjoy that that game.
3: Um, I enjoyed the debate about who's playing more than finding out who wins, you know? Yeah, same,
2: same. That's always the best part. It's like deciding on the roster. It's like, it's like if I had jerks in profile, I'd be like, I think we got to put them in the (laughs) (laughs) The, 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 outfield. Hashtag
1: this one counts.
2: I love like the puzzle pieces, like having to put the puzzle pieces of like figuring out where the teams who like have sold all their players, like who's the one guy they get on the roster and like, you know who can you sacrifice that's always my favorite part of that, yeah d- decision so because and I, then when matt doesn't agree with me and my guy does better than his
3: i just love that <laughs> Even if it doesn't help us
0: well, I'm, like, I'm enjoying like the behind the the curtain look at what happens in union because i'll tell you right now for like six years running the federal list always starts with a rare brophy like being like all right sellers you're not allowed to trade anyone for the next like five days because I need you to have this one good reliever. <laughs> and then inevitably Mark sells him and being and like, what the fuck? <laughs> Which is truly classic. Um, But anyway, Ian, I'm going to give you dealer's choice here because we have two main topics and, and you're going to be sort of central for both of them. We uh, Since we're talking about trades uh, and the trade deadline, it might make sense just to, throw the audible and talk about that now Um, and then we can sort of finish with your rankings and 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 if you'd make any changes and stuff like that but okay um, for our listeners uh, with the trade deadline coming up we've got you know roughly two weeks left Uh, I wanted to ask these guys uh, who should buy who should sell um, and the biggest names we expect to move that kind of thing let's start with uh, with who we who we think still should buy or still should sell, like just as teams here. Um, who wants to start?
2: I I can I I got one on the buying side that uh, off the top of my head, so I'm I'm happy to start unless someone else wants to jump in. It's all yours. Uh, I I mean I I think this is not going to surprise anyone. I think the obvious team to buy right now is is Brophy, uh, given what has transpired in recent weeks and. How Brophy is now going to be? You know, I think in the first wild card spot in federal after this week, after just being red hot for the last few weeks, uh, he's gone from from a potential seller—he never really went all in on selling—to a very clear buyer, and now in the playoff hunt. And, and you know, probably not completely out of reach of the division. Though I'd say it's probably unlikely just because of Tim's lead. But uh, I think. You know, Brophy has some holes he could fill, and I think there's a real opportunity there um, to take advantage of what may be kind of a quiet market at the deadline at this point. So, I, that, that's that's my obvious buyer right now at this point. Ian,
3: I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that um, if. If Mark is serious, he needs to promote Julio Rodriguez this week. That would be akin to a big buy on the offensive side. And I think that he would do well to buy a couple more bats that are, like, kind of on the lower, you know, rung. And, I, you know, I could go through the list, but the bats that are available aren't, like, earth-shattering at this point. So my, my vote would be for Mark to shore up his offense and make a run. It's possible he could um, actually win a division still and get a bye. so it's he would be my vote. It's more than possible. Uh,
0: after Jorby's one and eleven this week, uh, yeah. I, if my math is correct, I think that uh, that Mark is going to be four games out from the division lead.
3: That's right. Which is,
0: it's not. It's not a lot. It's not a lot.
3: I mean, he should, if he could promote Lux too. So, I mean, Lux isn't as good as Rodriguez has been, but you add both of those guys to your daily roster and then you fill in the holes like in kind of like a composite deal. Like he can trade like a, a 50 to 75 type top 100 guy and probably fill in the rest. And he's getting Jacob DeGrom back, throwing 100 miles an hour.
1: Becker,
0: how about you, man? I think the
1: entire iron and oil. Uh, could stand to buy. you know I, I have left a sense of particular needs, but I do see that as maybe the most competitive division um, uh, maybe outside of California winter. but I, I really think that the, between between the the fish fry, uh, the roof and the pollos, uh, any one of those I, I personally believe could win that division and if you make enough strong moves in the next couple of weeks, it really could be anyone's race.
3: I don't think I mean, the the obvious other answer is Becker who can buy pitching because Peralta has heard and Ray hasn't been as good this year, but there's not that many pitchers
1: available. The the gallon move wasn't satisfactory to you.
3: It was good.
0: It was very good. I I don't know. I'm worried about gallon. I'm not, I don't like I'm, I'm as worried about gallon as I'm worried about your team in general. I feel, uh, gallon is having a lot of issues, uh, with his pitch mix, and uh, it's it it doesn't seem to be working right now. Um, I don't think he's hurt. I just I think he's something's wrong. He's not getting as many whiffs either. Um, anyway, uh, I think Anton just like since you're since you're saying all of iron and oil, I, I th- Anton has already purchased. I don't think he's got much left. He's fired the bullets in the gun. I don't I don't think we can expect much more from him there. I do think Jorvi could definitely push things in though. If Jorvi yeah. wants to make sure that this is his year, like he could absolutely uh add. So I agree on that front for sure. And and I think his pitching is quite flawed. Like he's got a lot of guys that were supposed to be way better than this.
3: Um so. I'm I'm going to, you know, I don't think you know maybe Jorvi took made his little he made his Barrios move, which is rare for him. I mean, you really are going to have to scavenge. There's not anything out there. Um, I can go through what, I, you know, what's available, but unless, you know, I sell or unless um, Becker sells or Ryan decides to change, it's unlikely that you're going to see many more good players enter the field beyond like, you know, to, you know, I'll just go through what I think. Like, I think the best hitters available are, are Xander Bogarts, um, Anthony Rizzo, and then Trevor Story. And then beyond those three, I don't think anybody's actually available. Like, is Nate going to trade Christian Yellick I don't, or Tommy Pham? I don't think so. And, like, is somebody going to give you a pick, Chris, for Jeff McNeil? I don't think so. So I don't think anybody else is going to go beyond those three guys, unless, I'm, I, unless I move Bets and uh, I I, th-
0: I could see, like, my bigger names to go are going to be on the pitching side. Um, I've been debating trading Christian Javier. I've been debating. I mean, I, I'm just waiting for somebody to say, all right, the McCullers news has been good enough that he's worth the roll of the die. Because I, I got nothing there. Like, he's a he's a K3, so I got to move that. If somebody was willing to give me something on, on McCullers, like, and and take the, you know, the no, chance. I'm not
3: going to be. I mean, if Javier is available, he's the best pitcher available. But because he has keeper costs, like are you really going to move him? And then, you know, maybe if I get paid, paid, why not? Right. But you're not, that's the thing, right? So we're looking at Martin Perez and Luis Castillo. Really, I think Josh is in a terrific position because he really has the only things that can be packaged that can get an elite prospect back at this point.
0: So do you think at this point from, from here until the deadline, Ian, your prediction is that it's going to be a pretty boring deadline?
3: I think you're going to see Anthony Rizzo uh, move and I think you're going to see, uh, but are you going to pay the price of Anthony Rizzo this year? I mean, I don't know. I'd be worried about it. You're going to see Bogarts move and then um, probably Liam Hendricks and that's it. You know, I mean, star's right. Brophy is not going to sell Olsen or Buxton now when he just won 11 to one. He's not going to do that. That's just not in his DNA. I don't think he's ever missed the playoffs. So, what are the odds that you sell, given that you put that email out there, Ian? I could see myself if if I'm—I'll just be completely honest with you. If like if I'm the queen for a day with Betts, Marte, and Darvish, and I'm being offered like crazy prospects, even if I'm still going for it, I would probably do it because um, I'm sure Star would probably say the same thing, like about like I don't know who, but. Probably not now, but <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, no, yeah, you're trying to win the championship, maybe Mark, I mean, Mark has Cole and Nola that he can sell and still probably make a wild card, you know, so maybe Mark loosens up those pitchers, but like what incentive does he really have? like he has the elite guys, like you might as well see if he can go on a run, so I so the answer to you is, look, like in two thousand eighteen, I had a team that I thought could win a championship but I was banged up and I pushed everything in and traded and then didn't make the playoffs. And I'm never doing that again. I'm, if I am not going to make the playoffs, I am trading my guys. So that's my answer. I appreciate the,
0: uh, the honesty. Well, given, given the tailspin that the the tones are in uh, Becker, wh- which guys are you looking to
1: sell right now? Probably <laughs> Mike's <might get out. laughs> Probably. Uh, who else? You know, I'll strip it down to, to the the parts if I could. You heard it here first, guys.
2: Mike Trout on the market. No, and,
1: and look, I sent an email out maybe three weeks ago, uh, seeing if there was any interest in Mike Trout in return for some solid pitching, and that was that was a good faith email. It just so happens that two days later, Bryce Harper broke his thumb. Um, Sal Perez tore a ligament. We should just do that thumb. deal I emailed you about. Now that that's his back. <laughs> oh, the the Mike Trout for Mitch Garver deal. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was not too that late. Much. You already dropped him. Um, but uh no i mean that's that's what's funny about fantasy baseball is like on one day you feel confident enough in the rest of your team to trade perhaps the best fantasy offensive player in the game in the next day you're starting jack sawinski in right field like i don't i don't know who jack sawinski is do you no, he got a lot of
2: home runs. I know that's, that yeah, that's where I that's where we know
1: all about Jack Sewinsky.
0: <laughs>
1: so thing, things he was
0: things the 29th ranked uh, prospect in the Pittsburgh pirates <laughs> system by baseball America going into the season. <laughs> and, things change uh, fast. That's a, yeah, that's all it, I'm saying. Things change the, fast.
1: I mean, especially if the deadline is now what three weeks um from now. I mean 16 days. Can, 16 days a lot a lot can happen. I don't anticipate trading Mike Trout at this point because he's basically you know, keeping my offense afloat, but who knows? I love that guy. He's amazing. Sure is.
0: You can afford to trade him now though, that you have the, the Mike Trout of the Pittsburgh pirates. Minor league <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mike Trout of the Baltimore Orioles, Ramon Urias. Yeah. Well, don't you also have the Mike Trout of the Baltimore Orioles, Cedric Mullins? I, I do. He's scuffling a bit, but, uh, yeah, know, it's still the, my the, the tone, the tones are having a tough time. Yeah. I appreciate you guys recognizing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're what you're.
3: I think that you'll still have a nine game lead over me.
1: That may be so. Uh, yeah, I, I, I scratched out. I believe a six six tie if all holds uh, this evening. Still, still looking up at star. Th- we we're,
2: we're having basically thirteen. Exactly thirteen. I think you and I are having exact opposite seasons, what we had a year ago, which is like, yeah, I, 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 I got hot early last year, and then you, you caught me, and then we both had it, you know. You, I still coasted into the playoffs, even if just as a wild card. And I think now we're kind of seeing the similar situation play out. Uh, I'm not. I certainly am not clear of you. I don't know how many games ahead of you I am now, like seven or something like that after this week. It's not much. I don't feel. I don't feel super confident. You'll be more. About that I think lead. so.
1: Well, it, I mean, it, it got close toward the end of last season. I remember, yeah. uh, you know, it's like a good Mark Simberg beating uh, for me to clinch, uh, after which I sent him a fruit basket. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I think that was maybe like two weeks to go until the end, but maybe maybe something similar will happen. So, all right, just
0: before we move off the segment on, on the trading, no one brought up Paul. I feel Paul should buy.
3: Yeah, yeah. of course. I mean, he's he, – he missed out on Ramirez on JRAM, but he got uh who do you get? He got Arnado or um Yeah, he got Arnado. So Paul's my dark horse to win this year. And I think I... him first preseason number one. <laughs>
0: <But> yeah, it's <laughs> not
1: it's not a dark horse at yeah. all. Okay, I've always he's, thought uh, he's highly yeah. this team.
0: Let, let me let, let's, let's put it this way. For a team that's that was at 500 before he got right against me this week, I just saw firsthand this pitching is
3: really strong Yeah, it's amazing. He got crazy unlucky. I think he's like third in roto and like eighth in record. He's just unlucky. Yeah. I mean I think the problem is that he's gonna have to he's gonna have a tough wild I don't think he's gonna catch Tim. He's gonna have a tough wild
2: card game. Yeah yeah I think I think Paul gets in as a wild card um almost almost certainly uh but yeah he's it's he's had the worst luck of anybody by
3: by a wide margin. And it's going to be pretty exciting him. actually because we got what? We have 6 teams out of 8 that can make the playoffs
1: in the federal and two are going to miss out. Well, yeah. it, I think his roster construction is really fascinating. i at least when the tones were healthy, we were almost mirror images of each other where I clearly desperately needed pitching. I had a really high caliber offense. His pitching is is extremely high caliber. And you would, you would think that a, a stockpile of arms like that would yield some really good offense in a trade, but like his arms are almost too good to trade for an equivalent. They're like arm. all homegrown, is the problem. Right, like, right. You can't yeah. trade them. He can yeah, trade I mean, Pablo Lopez, but like... Yeah, but I mean, is... it, look, can, can he get commensurate value for Dylan Cease? Like, prob- probably not. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a unique problem, I think, is having arms that are way too good for the traditional market i mean uh, uh, guys, i think i, think I think guys make an argument that sandy
2: alcantara is maybe the most valuable player if you consider contract yeah. in the entire yeah, yeah. league oh
1: unquestionably yeah.
3: yeah yeah i mean yes i mean because he's a homegrown he's got what two more years with him right three more years he's an I mean, s1 he's an s1 yeah come in for sure, well, that's right. He's leading the league in next pitched right now. And
0: he's going to be the way.
2: star. I mean, Kershaw might get the ball, but oh no, he's an H two. Sorry, he, he's like Corbin Burns basically. He and Corbin okay, Burns. so yeah,
3: yeah, all right, so and they're about equal. But like you know, Alcantara is going to start the you know should be the NL starter in the All Star game, but they'll probably give to Kershaw. All right, well, look, I think here's the here's the headlines:
0: eyes on Mark Paul Becker, maybe Brophy. A lot we're saying a lot more noise to come from the federal than the union, which I guess surprises me slightly, but I will say I,
3: I I tried really hard to trade for a shortstop with both uh, for Trevor story and then for Bogarts. And um, I thought I gave decent offers and was willing to negotiate guys. And now I I think Jimenez and Rosario and Horner are playing well enough with bias hitting a bit to not
2: really need that anymore. Nico Horner has been like shockingly good this it's year.
0: He's been really good. Ian, how much did you enjoy Sean's uh, retelling of your negotiation
3: process? Oh, was it on uh, the podcast? I haven't listened to it yet. You missed that? Oh, come on. <laughs> did he tell you he tell you I got mad at him? Did he say that on the podcast? No,
0: the, the headline was that he referred to to the YouTube haggling like two Jewish men haggling over a piece of used Ikea furniture. It was, it was, it
3: was, it was, uh, it was it, for, for, for JD Martinez <laughs> and Trevor story, neither of which I particularly like, it was an awful negotiation. And I, didn't end up, and I didn't end up with one of them. I mean, I like Sean and I have always enjoyed, you know, trading with him. It's a little slower than if, you know, Becker and I were going to make a trade, which would be done in like 10 minutes, but like, <laughs> um, and Chris, you take a long time too, but like. I do. I take my time. Uh, but. And then JD, where she does this kind of sucks since I've traded for him. So it's like the whole trade is kind of like, I mean, I don't care. It's just a first round pick. That's fine. That's like a fair deal. But like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Let's, let's move on
0: to our other segment. We got about 20 minutes left and I want to make sure we we give it ample time. Cause Ian, you just finished up your rankings. Uh, You do such a great job with it. It's one of my favorite parts of this league. Um, Why don't we start here? We're two weeks removed from, from the, the halfway point, like would you make any changes? Three, three weeks.
2: Three weeks. Yeah,
3: three yeah, weeks, three weeks. Uh would I make any changes to the list that like accounting for the past three weeks or not? Yeah. Do you make any mistakes? Oh, well, I mean I mean I okay, like what have I learned? I think that like I think there's an argument. I think the biggest question was whether like what order the box corn and pollo should be in. And like I think three weeks having gone by i still think that the ranking is fine like i i'm not i mean i think you could flip me and ryan um depending upon how you view it but like i'm definitely beating him in roto so i don't think that it was the wrong thing and then i think the question is whether the works should have been higher uh I think maybe the work should have been higher than the fish fry. The thing, now that I think about it, like Neo had the best record in the league at the time, so I thought it was fair to put him second. It seemed like to me that Star was the best all around team and was like really hot,
2: so seemed right. One white. game behind the works now. One yeah, game for, behind. for the double by. Yeah, after this yeah. week, one game back. But
3: like I kind of discounted the works because their breakdown in Roto was worse, but. You know there was luck on Tim's side too because Paul has been unlucky. So maybe I should have f- flipped the fish fry in the works. Okay, all right.
0: Uh, from our from our other gentleman here, uh, Matt and Becker, you have any qualms with his list or? or how much do you really weigh it anyway, Becker and, and Star? I, I think Star very personal sure.
1: <laughs> I I love it. I absolutely love the content. So I want to thank Ian for doing it. Um, having done similar things professionally, like writing capsules for real major league baseball teams, this is not easy. This is, this is actually like professional work. And I want to make sure that everybody knows it. Um, you don't just kind of roll out of bed and write these things. It takes, takes a lot of work. I remember last year when Ian, Ian was telling me things about my team that I didn't even know uh he told me that i i had like the fewest starts but the most innings uh i mean he he is really good at this stuff and no i i don't quibble i think it's i i think we assess this in the right way and it's a snapshot in time and i i do like the fact that we have four of these so you can really see the progression of a team but no i mean my my only complaint is that the tones are ranked 5th as opposed to say 13th or 14th that's about it <laughs> So
0: you want him to tone, tone it down in the rankings. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> Hey-oh. Hey-oh.
0: <laughs> well, all right. Yeah. And I think, I think also, I mean, we've already sort of covered this, but Brophy probably deserves the boost, but that's more based on the last couple of weeks of performance than where he had yeah, was. Yeah. I,
3: I mean, I think, you know, I took it on the chin from him and then Jordan did. I mean, he played, beat two <laughs> playoff caliber teams in a row. My game with him was super close. I think like by on Saturday it really could have gone like ten to me, and it went ten to him. So I'll take it. And uh, <laughs> no, I hate it, but like I can never beat him. It's like so infuriating. He, I, I I mean I think my all time record against him. Like I'll look it up while you guys talk about something else. It's like crazy.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I he it, it's easy to say now that like Ropi was ranked too low, but you know it his team had just like just underperformed in an absurd way for like half a season. And, you know, I mean, the that that team was projected to be outstanding, you know, by all the projection systems and just did not play up to that level. So it's not really a surprise to me that this is happening now. But, you know, the, I think the ranking was fair for kind of what we had seen so far. But it also kind of felt, I think I said this on a podcast a few weeks ago, it felt to me like, a, his team felt to me like a sleeping giant. And I feel a bit vindicated as to what's happened since I said that, um, in that like it 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 seemed like this, there was performance that we just not had not seen from him yet, and it's now playing out kind of that way.
3: All right, not counting this year, which also includes an eleven to one loss. Uh, CBS tracks it that. Uh, oh, sorry. How did I just lose this page? Sorry. Oh. Uh, that I was a lot, a lot of build-up. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Um, that I have lost to Brophy 30, 32 wins to seventy two losses. Oh wow! Wow. <laughs> Going
1: back to when?
2: Uh, I mean, that's, I think um, that's like you know eight years worth of matchups or something like that. <laughs> so even since two thousand thirteen.
1: Would you say it's now in your head? there's just a mental Yeah, lie. oh no it's
3: beyond head it's just like okay well i hope i don't lose zero to 12 this week <laughs> here we so, go.
0: so this does bring me to something that I've, I've like long wanted to talk about on this cast because i think it's the missing link that's very hard to quantify but why don't i ask it this way uh, and then we can talk about it more broadly is brophy the best in-game manager in our league is there somebody, like, who who would you say is the best in-game manager? This is not a GM thing. It
2: has mm-hmm. to be.
3: It's either, it's probably Star. I mean, I think it's probably Star.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know how to quantify that. I this think, is I mean, Brophy's question. outstanding at it. Bro- Brophy is outstanding at, at in-game managing, and he builds his team. He, like, yeah, he his does team build around. He does. He, he builds does. his team around having to manage in-games in ways that other people do not do. Like, he goes beyond what I do in terms of mixing and matching and playing matchups in ways that like no one else tries to do. And he, and, and he has success with it. So it's hard not to say that it's not Brophy. Yeah, okay. Well, if you think it's Brophy, then I'll refer to you. <laughs>
1: I would love to. I also to don't want bro- to f- chew my
2: own horn, so, like, I'll though. Let, I'll let others talk about
1: my, my own in-game management if you want. We should devote a full episode to this. I mean, this is yeah, the exact type of topic. I imagine I'm one of the, of the worst,
3: for sure. I just am so sentimental. I'm just like, all right, Mitch Keller, go pitch against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium when I have to win home runs against. It's like, go roll center. out
1: the basketballs and let them hoop. Yeah, exactly. John <laughs> I, have
3: to way. I mean, I never, I don't think I've ever missed innings in like however many years. So I'm not like, I don't, I just make poor, like strategic choices. <laughs>
1: Uh, I better on years I've done on though. Actually, you guys will find out, but Tim is very good. Tim, Tim is yeah, excellent, awesome. and that won't surprise you guys. But uh... I'm,
3: I'm, I really like Drew, but I'm so glad the guy who didn't win, like, uh, get the team. But I'm so glad Tim is in the league. I think that he's been amazing. Like, we could not have done better. Like, he's into it. He trades a lot. He, he's prompt on the text. He's perfect. You know, he made remade the team in his own image and didn't do. You know, he made. It wasn't like he made every trade. Like everyone was like, "Oh, this guy's a shark." So it was like fun. You know, the whole thing was great.
0: So we're in agreement that we're kicking Tim out of the league. All right, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, he's, he's got to go. He's too <laughs>
3: good.
1: He's just way too good. Well,
3: <laughs> well no, I mean, no. Team he team made, team made team. the worst trade of the like past ten years, also so far. You know, the Aaron Judge trade. Yeah, the Aaron Judge trade. It has not good. played out well. For he him, made so the best that. trade when he got it. When he got him for fucking Dylan Carlson. <laughs>
0: I don't know who did that. That seems like a not great trade. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: I. You know what though? Like, I win some and I lose some, and and and. Yeah, uh, yeah that's okay.
3: I'm just ribbing you. you.
0: No, I deserve it. Like, I, I, I expect nothing less from
3: you, Ian. I kind of maybe Tim just felt like it was like a free roll. Like when I like win like two thousand dollars playing blackjack in like fifteen minutes, I'm like, oh, I can bet a hundred dollars a hand now. You know, like why not? It's a free roll. You know. No, no that's not his style. I wasn't meant to get Aaron Judge for Dylan, Carl, for Dylan Carlson. I was going to trade him like Bobby
2: Dalback for him. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, well, I'm actually looking at how, how Tim, those guys that Tim acquired have performed. I'm pulling that up right now. Well, he Polanco was hurt for most of it. Oh, really? I mean, J- Judge has been very good for Ryan. I do know that for a fact.
3: And Muncie's uh, OPS is still six point one
2: six. I think he yeah, might uh, still Blanco's be been it. good, but yeah, he's only played. You know, he hasn't played a ton, but he's been fine. Um, Max, where's Max Muncie? Guys? Yeah, Max Muncie has been very bad. Did he get somebody else in that trade too? I forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yes, yes. Here's the thing: you can't look at.
1: It yeah, Yastrzemski yeah, hasn't been good either. He lost. He lost Brandon Lau to injury. Right. No, I understand. And that. So the yeah. replacement value of Brandon Lau, um, you know, they you've seen the wire.
3: It's right, right. But big. he's Aaron Judge. You could get a healthy first baseman in that deal, and then it makes sense. Like if it was like, if it was, uh, you know, even if it was like Josh Bell and uh, Jorge Polanco, it would make sense. Just months it ago, it was, it was too dangerous, and now he's not yeah, hitting. Yeah. So. I think you know as we as we have about ten minutes left, um, and you know looking back at some of these I mean, trades, made terrible trades, Tim. Just so you know, like I've traded all, like made like trade awful, awful, like amazing players for terrible prospects. So I'm not. You right right.
0: You're making me. You're making me think actually that maybe the the cost of admission coming onto the podcast as a guest from this point forward should be what is your favorite trade you've made in LDB history and what is
3: the one you regret the most? Well, right? I definitely regret trading. Like for three weeks of Johnny Cueto for Ozzy Albee, giving up Ozzy Albies. I think I also traded a first to Dubner for Jake Junis. Like, like I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> Ian. <laughs> we
1: could do a full episode of the time you traded Royce Lewis three times. Oh yeah. That, I, like, twice I mean, like I
3: should have just kept Royce Lewis like before he, <laughs> for the ACL again, he was like the best prospect in baseball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think, I think my favorite trade that I ever made, I made like in my first year and it was by accident. And it might've been with you star. It's probably the only time I've ever taken advantage of you where you were like, all right, I gotta get, I gotta get Mauer. I need a, I need a really good catcher. And then you traded me. You were like, all right, I, in the, in the trade, I'm probably just going to end up dropping, uh, who was the, the Brewer's catcher at the time? Oh, God. Uh, he went on to become the best hitting catcher for the next two seasons. And LaCroix. You, had in, LaCroix. LaCroix. You, you traded me LaCroix. Yeah, I oh, oh, That was terrible. And then That's LaCroix like the rest game. of the way was the, was the better catcher. And it was just an epic, epic fail of a trade.
2: Oh, uh, God. I remember that, too. That, that one was rough. I've had some rough ones like that. The yeah. worst one I ever made, though, granted, the prospect I traded for him was garbage, but I traded for Cliff Lee. The guy made one start, and then his career ended. <laughs> like, I I, was just over, I, had, I got one start, and then there was no more Cliff Lee for the rest of his well, career. I, was I
3: traded Cliff Lee um, when I had him for $17 million My after my first two seasons. And he won to Cy Young for me the second season, and I traded him for Jose Reyes at the height of Jose Reyes being Jose Reyes, and he got injured the next month and never was Jose Reyes again so we both had a Lee horror story Man. yeah uh well i think that's definitely something we should look into
1: continuing to yeah i'd love to talk that. more about it so let's get dubner who yeah. always does our trades and review probably yeah yeah maybe at the end thoughts. of the trade so, lot line get a dubner office. yeah guest episode there
0: that that's that sounds right and i also think you know talking talking about managerial strategies and strengths and weaknesses um, we've got a lot of topics to go. Um, well, we've got a couple minutes left and I think, you know, just eyeing towards the wrap up here, uh, any larger baseball thoughts or, or just things we haven't talked about that any of you want to hit on?
2: I'll
3: go. Uh, you know, yesterday the Mets, uh, retired Keith Hernandez's number, um, just the, uh, third, the fourth Mets player to, uh, receive his number retired. And, um, just wanna say that that's amazing and I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Ian, why did it take so long? Is this, like, how much of this is
0: because he was the announcer for them? No, the Wolpons
3: so were just awful in so many ways. Like, Cohen, like, these were slam dunks. Like, you know, um, you do, I mean, Keith is, like, so beloved, like, you know, cause he he's in the best booth in the business now and um, now that Scully is uh, no longer calling games and. I don't, I mean, it's, it should have happened a long time ago. He's the first captain in the team's history. Like, I don't understand why they retired Piazza in front of him. I don't think it was right. So I'm glad that that happened. And it was, you know, a sold out crowd for only the second. That's interesting. Only the second saw out this season for the Mets, which
2: is really weird to me. I'm surprised. I think Keith Hernandez was, was my first favorite player in baseball, actually. Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, I think he was my, the, the first player I would have said was my favorite player.
3: Yeah, I think I probably was like a strawberry guy. Yeah, no, it, it was
2: between people. him. I was like, it was either him or Strawberry. I couldn't tell you yeah. definitively which one it was. But, you know, as I've gotten
3: older, I, I, he's become my favorite bet ever. And I have, I have like a 87 away jersey, uh, authentic Hernandez jersey that I wear every now and again out of the games. It's all snug. As I continue to gain weight, but <laughs> I'm happy for Keith. That's my thoughts on baseball and let's go Mets. Did you,
0: did you struggle to uh, know what to do when strawberry and then Dwight Gooden became Yankees?
3: No, because uh, my family was one of those, like after the strike that uh, took a few years off from baseball. Um, so I didn't have to really reckon with it, you know? Fair enough. I mean, it was, I cared like I, I would like I was an insane Knicks fan in the mid '90s to like early 2000s, and then when I went to college, I kind of stopped watching sports for a little while. We got really into like UVA stuff, but um, uh, so no, but you know, I mean, I feel for Straw. I wish that uh, you know, his life
2: had turned out a little better. So I, I'm, I'm trying to look up the the numbers quickly, but my my memory, I think my the, the numbers back up my memory of this. I I think by the time I was still a Mets fan when all of this happened is that I was still living in New Jersey. Uh, by the time both guys left the Mets, they had, they, you know, they, neither of them were the players that they were at their peaks. They were not, you know, these great superstars that they once had been. And so I think by that time it didn't really hurt me because they were, you know, not that good anymore, honestly. I mean, Gooden went, or uh, Strawberry went to the Dodgers first, if I remember correctly. Anyway, Gooden went straight that's to right. the Yankees, but, um, but he he is, his last couple years with the Mets were, he, were a real struggle. So I it, like when it, when it happened, it didn't seem like it was like such a big deal because they just were not the players that they were at their peaks. Yeah,
3: I've never had a problem with the Yankees. I know that like that's like a big New York trope, and there it does, it's pretty true. Like. Like so, I was in—I was at the airport like a month ago. I was wearing—you know—I wear my Mets hat pretty much everywhere. And this guy at the at the at the uh, car place was like, "Mets fan? What the hell?" I was like, "Dude, we're in Queens. Like, like, <laughs> like, why are you being like this?" And he's like, "I know, I know, but I love the Yankees." I'm like, "They're in the American League. Like, I just could care less." Like, yeah, I, think a couple, I actually really a couple. like listening to Don Sterling. I think that his voice – he's kind of like a dick, but I kind of love his voice,
2: man. <laughs> iconic. A couple. Of I, just at the num- I just looked at the numbers, by the way. I looked at the numbers. Gooden good, – that was the case with Gooden. Gooden was bad, but like, by the time he was off the Mets, at the end of the Mets, his Mets career, he was not good. He had a six-plus ERA his last season with the Mets. Strawberry was still good. Went to the Dodgers. Had one good season with the Dodgers and then completely fell off from there. So my memory of the strawberry piece was not quite as accurate, but good. That was what happened. Good. Can can we play a quick
1: game? Who has a better record, the Baltimore Orioles or the Los Angeles Angels? Orioles. Oh, I mean, the way that you're
2: asking me that question, <laughs> my guess is probably the
1: Orioles. Can we? Can I ask you another question? Who has a better record, the Baltimore Orioles or the Chicago White Sox?
0: The White Orioles. What do you say, Star?
2: I mean, I'm guessing it's probably the Orioles. I, I, the Orioles are, I think, must be doing better. I knew they were doing better than I expected. They must be doing that. much well, better the, than the that. Orioles, baby. The, 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 the Orioles, the Baltimore,
0: and the Marlins are both like way up, outperforming what people think they're doing. Sorry, Becker, I'm
1: interrupting the, you. Go ahead. The the Orioles are 43 and 44. They won eight. They, they won, they have won eight straight I, games. Eight and two in their last ten. Uh, look, I, I'm not under the illusion that they're going to compete for a playoff spot, but um, you know they could. There's an there's a, a additional playoff spot. They're a fun team. I, in, in real baseball terms, Like the Yankees are just such a, a supernova right now. It's kind of fun to see like how well they can do. Their run differential is 182, which is, I guess, 30 more runs than the Dodgers, but a lot more runs than everybody else. And then Maybe I guess the only way
3: to guess what forty three and forty four gets you in the wild card race, probably a wild card spot. No, of the first do it, the, they're the first team out, two
1: games wow. back. Awesome. Love it, love it. And then but the final thing. Like I, I'm looking forward to the draft, and I don't know if if MLB is going to give it the uh, attention it's due. I know they are. They've changed the date up to try to pair it with, I think, the All Star Game. Um, they never really know how to do it right. Even, even that trout draft, which was the first one on actually MLB network, like Mike trout was the only one in attendance. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I like watching the draft. I like it also to, you know, know that there's a new crop of LDB, potentially LDB players coming in. It's kind of fun to see. I have some self-interest cause I, I am rostering Elijah green, but those are kind of the real baseball storylines I'm interested in.
2: I'm still confused because, like, I, I knew they, they moved. I'm used to the draft being in the beginning of June. I have no idea what right. the draft is now. I have absolutely no idea. They, like, I, mean, well, I, could, I could not tell you what month the draft is in now. It's July.
1: I think they paired it with the All Star game. A week from today. Day. A week from today it
3: starts. Okay. Becker, yeah. do you regret not trading me Elijah Greenberg, Shane McLanahan?
1: Was that a deal?
3: I offered it to you, and you said no. no. And then starting no. with Martin.
1: No, you didn't offer me that. Yes, did I you? did. Look
2: at your text messages, buddy. <laughs> you oh, said no. Man. I mean, I, to be fair, I literally traded for Shane McClanahan after he made one start. The like, guy had one career start when I traded for him, so there was not a lot of opportunity there.
1: <laughs> now, even if this did happen, you didn't think oh, Shane McClanahan happened. was Shane McClanahan. You just thought he was some, some hotshot, you know, who was about to make his debut.
3: No, he would debut. He debuted. He had pitched for me, uh, I think
2: four times, now. No, he made one start when I traded for him. Literally one. I looked it up. I looked it up a few weeks ago. He made I traded for him after the day after his major league debut. Yeah,
0: see, I have a few rules.
2: Send me receipts. And, and
0: I hope you can hear this with the respect that I mean it. That I have a few rules about trading with people in this league, and one of them is if Matt Starr comes asking about one of my guys that has made one start.
2: Do not trade. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it means that star watched I, something. Or I, no I, 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 no, I, 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 I watched that start. I watched
2: it. I, I watched that. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you exactly got Aaron Judge it. in a very similar way.
0: From,
3: from okay, here we go. Here we go. There we go. This is the text exchange, Becker. Oh,
1: God. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh,
3: no.
1: Hold on. If you're going to read this, you have to read our our Luke Voigt. I was like, <laughs> okay, Snecker,
3: you texted me on April 29th, 2021. So I think this is his, <laughs> after his debut. You go, Lordy, 101 with a tail. And I say, oh, yeah, I was hoping he'd be on MLB Network. I'll look. And you say, it's a free game on NMLD TV. And I wrote, haha, Dubner just sent an offer. I guess the secret is out. I'll give you him for green. And then you say, Mick is good, but he ain't that good. Yar, and then I, I said I'd also give you Ryan Yarbrough, who ended up having a decent season. And then no, he had a bad season last year. Sorry. And then you were right, I'm going to hold green. I'd probably give you a third rounder for McClanahan. And I said, no, nah, I think he is worth a lot more than that. Dubner offered Jeff Hoffman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> which, which is great. Which I was not interested uh, in. I think, I I think a third
1: it. rounder for a guy that had thrown about 50 major league pitches is a pretty damn good
2: offer. <laughs> I offered him Austin Martin for him, though, like, the next day. No, I yeah, I asked you if you would do more then, and you said, yeah. Oh, maybe you offered. I don't know.
3: I shouldn't have traded yeah. him. I shouldn't All have right. traded Luis Garcia, either. What can you do? Just have fun. So, maybe I should not trade uh, Christian Javier. That's what you're telling
0: me right now? All
2: right. Yeah. Uh, well, you uh, get the right job. Oh, you're, you're right. He, tra- he actually made more stars. Yeah, I, I thought so, Man, really. I thought so. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. One, I, he made vision debut on April twenty and I did for him on April 30th. i
3: I'm
0: sure yeah. that right. so I are well, listening. Just...
2: I don't, re- I
3: know that I should, but I don't regret the trade. I still think it was the right decision for me at the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't regret the trade either. I want, yeah, but
3: do you see? Uh, Martin uh, is injured and cannot hit home runs, but he does get on base very well and steals, which would be valuable. Okay. Yeah, maybe he'll have
0: a a power thing that happens as he gets to the major leagues. You never know. At least
3: uh, with more bases, I think it's okay. It's yeah. not. Well, I should have gotten, but I went too early.
0: As is often the case with this with this podcast, uh, we we set ourselves a hard cap. We blew right through it. For um, for our, for our yeah. listeners, uh, it's time for us to wrap up. We are, are moving towards uh, the deadline, and then playoffs is an exciting time um sellers make yourselves be known uh, uh buyers make yourselves be known and uh hopefully
3: we'll have some excitement coming up here and uh final thoughts from, from the three of you all right be- becker i'm, I'm gonna I won't, let's make this mike trout trade happen baby
1: <laughs> i'm gonna start reading some uh whatsapp exchanges yeah. between me and Ian now we have another 10 minutes to go yeah right? yeah please no <laughs> I thought that I thought that was totally a nine. Like you did the right thing there. I know. Yeah, the third round pick (laughs) offer seems pretty good. I'd say.
3: Just who would have known that Star got another ace out of the air? All right. Have a good night, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Good night.
2: Bye, everyone. See.
1: Bye.